Hi friends, this is JFET. Whether you're around the corner or across the world, welcome to The Daily Walk. I want you to take a moment today to pause in Jesus and see what new thing could take place in your life. At the end of this podcast, you can download our app, Boulder Church, or visit us online at boulder.church to connect. And remember, we would love to hear from you as we prepare for our messages every Saturday morning on The Daily Walk. Good morning. It is April 22. Welcome to Daily Walk. I'm Becky Delavera. Oh, and I just have to point out oh. today's Earth Day. Okay, good. Now you can say who you are. That's fantastic. I love Earth Day. Earth Day is a nice day. <laughs> and I am Jafet De Oliveira. And you love Earth Day too. Yeah, I do. I do. Do you remember how I used to always take the boys to Disney, would always have an animal movie on Earth Day? I did not know when that. When they were little, yeah, we would always do. I didn't realize it was Earth Day. I didn't connect the two yeah, together. That was what it was. Oh. We haven't done that for a while now because they're too old. But you know. That's good. But they're too old that they're growing. That's a yes, good sign. I didn't mean good. bad. All right. <laughs> hey, let me pray then for today. Um, Heavenly Father, thank you for this text. Thank you for this moment again that we get to pause in. We thank you for the opportunity to be able to reflect in it and the call of what the new humanity is and what we we're supposed to dream about. Give us uh, insight and, uh, and, impa- and raise the passion in our dreams. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Today I am reading from the New Living Translation, the NLT, Mm. Acts chapter 2, verses 14 through 21. Subheading, Peter preaches to the crowd. Then Peter stepped forward with the eleven other apostles and shouted to the crowd, Listen carefully, all of you fellow Jews and residents of Jerusalem. I like it. I like it. That's good. (laughs) Make no mistake about this. These people are not drunk, as some of you are assuming. Nine o'clock in the morning is much too early for that. No, what you see was predicted long ago by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy, your young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. In those days, I will pour out my spirit, even on my servants, men and women alike, and they will prophesy. And I will cause wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and clouds of smoke. The sun will become dark and the moon will turn blood red. Before that great and glorious day of the Lord arrives, but everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. That's really good. I felt like I was at the Globe. I have so in, many questions about this. I was in, at the Globe in London at the for the Shakespeare, and you would like acting now. I like the interpretive power. It's good. <laughs> well, yes, it was. It was truly astonishing. It was. It was, it was like applause here. Okay, before okay. you read the question, yeah. can I just oh, really? say, why is it that the young men see visions and the old men just dream dreams? I'm, I'm surprised you didn't bring that up yesterday. What? I thought I'd bring it up today. I have to okay. pace myself. <laughs> um, and also, another thing, I mean, we don't have to talk about it today, but I just want to throw it out there. I like that text so What is much. the point of all this prophesying? Oh, like, yeah. like, evidently, I'm supposed to read this and go, whoa, everybody's going to be prophesying. And I'm like, so? Like, what good does that do? It just it doesn't feel like a useful... What's the difference between a vision and uh, the prophecy? I don't know. Mm. And I, I don't know what the prophecy would mean. Like, Why? Okay. I, have I told this story before about when we moved from Hemel Hempstead just before we left? Have I, I told know. it on the podcast? I don't know. If you tell You're me, like, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Okay, I'll start telling I'll, the story. I'll stop it. I was like, no, All the listeners will be like, it. you've told that story before. <laughs> um, no, I, was, I opened the door because there was a knock. And there is a gypsy woman at the door. And she starts prophesying. To me, she says, your youngest son is very, um, what did she say? Boisterous. You will not live no, here much longer. Yeah, she, she just started shouting kind of predictions. And I mean, they were, both of those were accurate. I didn't live very much, very much longer. My younger son is pretty boisterous. 
I don't remember what else she said, but those were two that were true. But it, it was of limited use, if you know what I mean. Um, These were both things that I already knew. And you just her, married. Just her shouting them at me at my door was like, okay. I mean, she was right, but. That's good. What am I supposed to do with that? Well, hopefully these prophecies will be more pertinent. I mean, maybe what I was supposed to do is go, whoa, I have to ask you more. Please let me give you money and come into my house and I I will ask you questions about my life. But I don't do that. So I was just like, well, thank you. No, I think it's a great text, actually. And and, uh, I think that it's a text that we have often, I've heard, often used. um, And... And I think it's kind of interesting that Peter picks up on this now and he says, hey, listen, this is the moment that I want to preach this sermon from this text because that's what he's doing. So I think it's fantastic. And I think there's something intentional about sons and daughters prophesying prophesying, and young men seeing visions and old men dreaming dreams. Well, it's nice to know that everybody can be equally pointless. <laughs> that's <laughs> but, wrong. You know, I do, I do like to see that. So I look at it as something to do with the past, something to do with the future, and something to do with the, with the present. Okay, read but, the question okay. now, because otherwise we'll yes. have no time to talk about it. We should go to Tim. Which is maybe, what I, was, right. maybe what I was doing. There it goes. What old traditions in your life can be reimagined in order to create new and more relevant meaning? Oh, I like that. I don't want to reimagine any of my old traditions. You clearly are, are really I in like an anti, anti, I am uh, in that kind of a mood. Visionary. This is really unlike yes. you, though. What to be so anti-visionary? <laughs> when am I ever visionary? That well, is not something that I am really. You, oh, that's what you don't. You don't consider yourself to be visionary. No. You never think about you know creating stuff and thinking about the future or changing things or. Mm-hmm. Oh come on! I go away not from the house for like two days and everything changes. Well, I mean, that's moving the furniture. That's not not anything huge. Yeah, I have some ideas about things I suppose I'd like to change, but it feels like in this context... It should be more... No. It should be about the entire planet. Well, these it's just a different context. Yeah. Um, So I'm trying to think, well, what would be an example of an old tradition? I'm thinking he means some kind of religious tradition, right? Well, it could be religious tradition. So like, what would that be, for example? (laughs) The way people keep Sabbath, I mean, the way that they uh, observe it. And we're going to talk about this later on in, in the series. Okay. But, but I mean, um, anything that you have that's a practice and, and ask yourself, is there a way to reimagine it in a way that actually means something different? So, for instance, communion for us uh, at Boulder Church, we've we shifted the way that we did that uh, a while ago. And, and I'm, I've got another idea of what I want to do in the future. Um, and I think it's important to reimagine these things, you know, music and uh, friendships and relationships and oh i agree with that like i tend to think i'll do things so long as they serve me in some way yeah but i don't necessarily do feel jobs. like i have to just reimagine a tradition just to do it like if it's not well, serving me anymore okay. then i would but if i feel satisfied and i feel like it brings some kind of meaning to my life then i would tend to whenever like, somebody hey, arrives new you mm-hmm. know um to church or they arrive new at your home or your or you know your workplace somebody who has who just comes with fresh eyes mm-hmm. will always give you a different perspective so oh this is kind of like Andy Stanley and Craig Rochelle and they, they talk about the ugly couch oh, right? yeah, like yeah. you have some gross yeah. sofa in your everybody house everybody has and, that and nobody yeah, knows yeah that you don't notice it because you're so used to it but a stranger comes in and they're like what is that monstrosity in your house we are and I think that's why it's important for us to reimagine some traditions that we have well yeah do you remember new- ever going to friends houses when you were a kid and just being kind of astonished 
that people's families and their lives are so different. (laughs) In your case, maybe. They had a sofa instead of a bunch of chairs stuck Uh together uh with a blanket over them. It works. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I remember thinking it's just kind of you you assume that everybody's home and family are like yours. And it's always kind of shocking to realize, oh, wow, they're they're not. People do things completely differently. I was listening to this lecture actually just recently uh, at this this conference I was at. Her name is Donna Beagle, and she was talking about um, how you know the very poor people in America um, who grow up generationally that way mm-hmm. don't realize that there is another way. Always, they don't see another way, and they expect things to always be this way because that's the way they've been brought up for right. generations. And I think this happens in cultures. It happens, you know, in all all stratas of life. And I think that it's really interesting when you suddenly find something like, oh, I can actually do this differently. So I think it's important for us to sometimes just pause and say... Well, and I think that flexibility of you maybe you're surprised that something can be done differently because you never thought about it before, but not automatically taking that knee-jerk reaction that it therefore must be wrong. It's Mm -hmm. the wrong way to do something. That's true. People are doing it if lots of people... Are doing you know, there are cultures where people don't use a fork they use their fingers now some mm. people would be like why are they doing that that's not right but well i mean why isn't it obviously i mean that's a dumb uh, example in many ways but well, you know what i mean no but i think that's important to not just change things for the sake of just changing things but to have some kind of intentional about why we reimagine them because it's important to do so there are many ways to do something yeah. that are yeah. equally fine and valid All right, so let me repeat the question one more time today. What old traditions in your life can be reimagined in order to create new and more relevant meaning? Think about that, look after each other, live love, and we will connect tomorrow. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Daily Walk podcast today. Hey, remember, if you have any questions, reach out to us online at boulder.church. And if you can help support us, please feel free to give online at boulder.church forward slash give. Until next time, look after each other and live love.